say after this. We, we greet each other all the time. Hello, friendly friends who listen to our podcast. Join our Facebook group if you haven't yet. Oh, yeah. And you can discuss episodes there, too. If you agree with us, if you disagree with us, if you have some other thought, you, you can... Mm. And what's the page called, Alex? Oh, it's Old Age Christianity. Podcast. Yes. And you can go to oldagechristianity.com to get a link to our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay, did and applause. You might, have to be a, you might have to be approved, though. So, like, you'll write something, and we'll just... Because we don't know. We have, like, some random person join us, and we're like, we don't know who this is. So we figured we do the approval thing, then hopefully we can at least make sure there's good quality content. Mm. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. So what's today's topic? Well, last topic was hell. Which in some houses is a swear word. You're not allowed to say it. I was in my house growing up. Yeah? You weren't allowed to say hell? You weren't allowed to say hell. We were also weren't allowed to say oh my gosh either. Yeah, well, because it's just a replacement for oh my god. And which... yet, oh my goodness seems to have been okay. Yeah. I don't have any... Any any objection to that. But anyway. So, last time was hell. Today, it's salvation. So, maybe the, maybe the episode after this might, might be heaven. Who knows? I was actually... Oh, uh, I was thinking that could be fun. Because then nice. uh, you can go into the flat earth. <laughs> what, what, what does that There's have to do with some, Also, when, that noise is Harley, which... It's probably going to be irritating, so maybe you should take that toy from him. But if you could see Harley, I know this is just an audio podcast, but if you could see him, you'd be like, that's really cute. But it's such a crackle noise. So just imagine a really cute, big chongus of a dog chewing away at a toy that makes a little crackle noise. Just just put that in your Anyway, um, (laughs) Flat Earth... The, some of the people that are for for flat earth um, go into verses about heaven and the like three heavens and whatever. Mm. All three of them, eh? Yeah, apparently in somewhere in one of Paul's letters, there's indication of there being three yeah, heavens. Yeah, Paul. Of sorts. They, Paul makes a mention, I believe, of like uh, I was like in the third heaven, yeah. whether or not it was in, in the, the spirit third heaven. This is supposed to be like the most holy. Spirit spot that no one can describe or talk about because it's so like crazy there but hmm. anywho yeah we once uh kind of wouldn't call it an argument but we had a great discussion about flat earth hmm. <laughs> like a month ago every now and then someone like tells me it's fun i enjoy um, the topic hey uh, you know maybe the earth is flat and i have to be like no that doesn't make any sense for all these scientific reasons um I still like to look at it, just for fun. I know, you, you can look at it, but I don't know. I think it's uh It's pretty interesting, though. It's a, it's a thing. But Operation anyway. Fishbowl! Anyway. Yes. So today, salvation. So, mm. what I want to cover, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how the conversation goes, mm. is what does the Bible say about salvation? Harley! He's fine. He's fine. He's, uh, he's taking the toy. He has uh, ripped out some stuffing, um, moved a little bit out of shame, and uh, now he's, he's, he's back at it. 
But good boy, okay. Harley. I love you. You're a, mm-hmm. you're a good boy. He is a good boy. Okay, what do you want to talk about? So, what does the Bible have to say about salvation? And how do you know that you're saved? Hmm. Uh, or I guess what do you have to do and what do you, what do you have to know? And then maybe our own thoughts too. Hmm. Which I guess those last two things are probably going to be opinionated hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear your opinion oh. on some of my opinions. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, do you have any verses you want to go to? Uh, I didn't write any down. Oh. So. Do you, do you have the uh? What? what hmm? Maybe we could we could uh, briefly discuss without discussing, but just like highlight like what we th- what we currently think, and maybe by the end of this we'll have different opinions. Okay. So what? What do you think about salvation? <laughs> what do I think? Um, I think that, let's see, what are the words that I want to use? Uh, it's necessary. It's, uh, what's the word? Uh, describe it with other less good words. It's like uh, fulfillment, but like I guess it would be uh, related to like wrath substitution kind of. Um, I, I believe that has something to do with propitiation. Yeah, propitiation. something like that, where it's like, you know, Jesus died for you, so you don't have to die. That thing. Yeah. Or whatever. Experienced the wrath in your behalf. Yeah. Uh, like you're a wrath. Oh. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um, and it's like all sufficient, I think is the word I was looking for. Hmm. So you don't need to do anything extra other than, you know, I guess say yes. <laughs> Mm. Um, I think those are the two main things mm. that I can currently recall. Well, I think you said more than two things, but mm. but that's okay. I I think those are all good things. Okay. <laughs> I am very much a by grace through faith, mm-hmm. um, not of works. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, I've got some like opinions that maybe I'll share later about uh, how little you can do about salvation, Mm -hmm. but in the best possible way. Um, I believe it's through Jesus alone. There's no other way. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no combination of things you can do that somehow substitute Jesus. There's no substitute. Um, I would be of the opinion that any other opinion about how salvation works outside of Jesus is wrong. It is impossible. It is... Is, is not a thing mm-hmm. that uh, that could happen any other way. So it's selective. Um, yes, but I believe it also reaches through time. I don't mm-hmm. think that mm-hmm. people before Jesus were somehow uh, destined to hell or some sort of like awful or less good place. Um, of course, there's some, some verses that will probably contradict that, but we'll get to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say for people, like, you know, Jews are the chosen people, Old Testament era, and then, um, like, before a covenant has been made, like, Abraham and Isaac and stuff, because they're not really following a law, which happens later. Well, isn't it good that they weren't following a law? Well, I mean, like, you know, the old in the Old Testament, a lot of it is following laws, like, purity laws and everything which you know jesus comes to fulfill the law so obviously the law had a purpose at mm-hmm. that time but they didn't have that law yet 
I think the only thing they really had was circumcision at that point. Um, well, so the circumcision was just a covenant for the land. Mm. Right? So, yeah, so I guess my question is... Oh, like, actually, no, and it was also to have, like, a lot of kids. Yeah, so I guess my question is, like... What about people before Jesus? Yeah, and, like, really, really before, so they had no... Um, like, they had no Pentateuch to follow. They had no Torah was, to follow. So, nothing has changed about salvation. It has always been uh, by grace mm-hmm. through faith. So, I guess in this case, they would just... In whatever way, you know, God shows himself to them, they believe it, and that's enough. Maybe. Because, like, we were reading right. in Genesis, remember how... What, who is it? Uh, Abraham? No. Is it? I don't anyway, know. I need the guy, The guy who wrestles with the, the God I character. I believe that is Jacob. Ah, he, Jacob. Jacob, when he's wrestling, he's like, I need a blessing. Yeah. Uh, give me a blessing. He's like, well, I guess you're, you're Israel now. You wrestle with God and, and like... Yeah, like, so so I'm just thinking, like, in that case, you know, he, I guess God showed himself to him, the God of the Old Testament and whatever, and then that was good enough because he then followed whatever he was told to do. I mean, same case with Noah, you know? Noah's told, hey, you gotta build an ark, and everyone thinks he's crazy, so he builds the ark, hmm. and he gets naked later, but that's a whole other story. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's some, certainly as I've first uh, said in a video once, uh, something weird happened in that tent, and that's all we need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, so I guess uh, you're like uh, uh, to summarize your points mm. was like it's necessary and uh, it was a substitute for wrath and it's sufficient and it's sufficient and mine is like grace and faith. Um, in roughly that order. Okay, mm. that, that's our starting point. Let's 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 see where it goes. I, mm. I've I've got, I've got stuff. Got stuff. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take us through the Bible. Acts sixteen thirty one. I'm gonna grab Acts four. So I think these are. I think Acts is a really good example because it's. Just after Jesus left, and he's like, great commission, and, and they're just trying to figure things out, and this is like, they're preaching the gospel. Okay, um, <clears throat> I'll start at 31. They said, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. And he took them that very hour of the night and washed their wounds, and immediately he was baptized, he and all his household. Is that it? Is there more? That's probably good. I mean, it was, it was probably like 1631 to like 33 that you needed. Mm. Anyway, it's okay. You can look it up in your own Bible, you, you friends at home, and you can decide where the verse should have stopped. Yay! <laughs> uh, so I'm at uh, Acts 4.12, but uh, let me just see. I, I think I can back it up a little bit. So context here is Peter and John were just arrested. Uh, they're out uh, preaching Jesus and... Uh, Jesus' uh, best buddy Caiaphas, which we know, of course, is the opposite. Jesus and Caiaphas were not friends. Is it Caiaphas or Caiaphas? I've heard Caiaphas almost unanimously, okay. but I, I'm open to being quite wrong. Um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, so we're, we're going to do four, 412, uh, but the context is Peter and John are facing a, 
Annas High Priest, uh, Caiaphas, uh, another dude named John, and Alexander. And they're all like high priestly guys. And uh, uh, so they're trying to figure out, you know, why are you preaching Jesus? And they say, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can keep going in that verse. You know, it, you, you at home... Uh, probably uh, chapter 4 up to 12 would give you that whole context if you want. Of what book? Of Acts. We are both in Acts. The Acts of the Apostle, if you will. Uh, let's see, Aaron, do you want to look up 2 Timothy 1.9? Well, you're doing that. I'm actually, so continuing in 4, there's one more uh, place, uh, verse 21. So you could, like, follow this all through for a while, but... Um, is it, uh, Acts? Oh, it's Acts 2, ha, verse 21. Oh, man. Let's back it up again. Um, oh, geez, maybe all the way back to 17. And uh, it will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all humanity. Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. I will even pour out my spirit on my male and female slaves in those days. And they will prophesy, and will display wonders in heaven above, and signs on earth below, blood and fire, and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and remarkable day of the Lord comes. Then whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Hmm. So, what chapter was I looking for? Uh, that was uh, Acts 2. No, me. Oh, you. Uh, so, uh, Timothy's a pretty small one, but you want Second Timothy mm -hmm. 1. Yeah. Verse 9. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. All right, Matthew 7. 13 to 14, I mean, you could go on much, much longer than that, but I'm going to stick to those two. So, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. Um, so, of course, uh, the gate being death, and the narrow one being salvation. It also reminds me a lot of the whole, like, you know, Oprah saying of every religion leads to God. <laughs> every whatever. religion leads to the wide gate. Yeah, exactly. Um, in fact, I, I would say that uh, there's some destructions and deformities in Christianity that lead to the wide gate. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, I don't have a list of names of who's going to take you there, but I can say that. If, if they're on TV, probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. will. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I think there's there's good and bad on TV, but uh, certainly there's only one way, and it's Jesus. If someone tells you, oh, no, it's easy, it's it's this, it's that. But the other question ought to be, which Jesus? Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, the Jesus of the Bible. Yeah. The Middle Eastern guy who we claim, and many others do, uh, and confess that he is son of God, and he is the he's the king. Hmm. A lot of people like to think it's Elvis. It ain't him. Elvis. 
Yeah, I know. I want to slide that one in there. You know how much you love, love those. But, uh, <sighs> but Jesus is the king. He is the savior. And if he, he is the one way. Mm. He is the narrow gate. In fact, he has a lot to say about being a gate, um, including... Okay, we're gonna go slightly off topic, okay. but within within the realm of things, let me let me look up this one verse because I came across this in the last couple months like three times and uh, uh, all from from different things. Three happens a lot in the Bible. Yes, I mean you could you could argue that three happens a lot in a lot of places. No, just the but Bible. In, in the Bible there are uh, <laughs> obviously very significant uh, threes. Alright, so I just gotta, gotta find, oh yeah, that's, John is one of my favorite books, so, it's a gooder, if, if you want to read a gospel and you don't know where to start, my recommendation would be John, some people say Mark, but I like John, Mark is short, so that's hmm. why some people suggest it. Why not at the beginning? Um, yeah. Um, I'm working I mean, way through. You can start there, it's gonna take you a while to figure out everything yeah in fact the bible is almost better read backwards mm. because then you know what the end plan is and why all mm. the things led up to it um you should have seen alex pointing um, yeah he was like the end things and pointing quite oh, emphatically very very vigorous pointing um strangely this is i thought it was like much further into john but that's okay um you know, this might be like read most of chapter 10. All right, I'm going to do it. And we oh. might edit it. We'll see. Okay. <clears throat> John 10. And what is what are we looking for here? Oh, you'll see. Okay. Just because we were talking about gates. Doors, actually. Weren't we? Narrow gate. Oh, you're narrow right. Gate, narrow gate. Ah. I assure you, anyone who doesn't okay. enter the sheep pen by the door but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The doorkeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all of his own outside, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. They will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't recognize the voice of strangers. Jesus gave them this illustration, but they did not understand what he was telling them. So Jesus said again, I assure you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep don't listen to them. I am the door. Or in some translations, I am the gate. But, you know, sometimes... You, you, hey, that's what I said. Yeah. Door. Well, this one is... My translation is door, but in other ones it's gate. doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but so yes, crazy. In, a, in a sense, you were right without even knowing it. Or, I, or I did know. Hmm. <laughs> I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired man, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he is a hired man and doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me, as the Father knows me and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. 
But I have sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock and one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I am laying down my life, so I may take, up, take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Probably one of the most pointed illustrations of salvation. Hmm. Um, so again, Jesus is the door, he mm -hmm. is the gate. It is not a wide door. There's not a bunch of ways you can walk through this door. There is one way, mm -hmm. and it is through Jesus. That's it. That's the only, the only one. The only way. And anyone else that tries to, you know, enter through this door or enter into this pasture, uh, they're wolves. They're, they're there for destruction. They're not there because they are one of Jesus' sheep. In fact, you had said, hey, what about the people before Jesus? And mm -hmm. in some senses, what about the specialness of Israel? And, I mean, you know, Jesus said, um, looking at the wrong page, mm -hmm. um, um, there's also sheep that aren't of this fold. He's talking to, of course, the, the Jewish people at the time. There's other sheep, mm -hmm. and I'm going to make you guys all one herd. So, like, instead of having the, the Gentiles separate from yeah. everything, or no? And, I mean, th this is something that even in, I think, Acts, Peter, like, totally didn't get. Mm. Like, he, he got little glimpses. Uh, in fact, I believe there's a Gentile man that was coming to where, where Is that Peter how we was... get gentlemen? <laughs> uh, but uh, so Peter's hanging out on a roof. I think he's taking a nap, or it's nighttime, or something. Man after my own heart. Hmm. And he has a dream, and uh, there's a bunch of like unclean things in this dream, and God's like, or no, Peter in this dream is like, I'm not gonna touch these things because uh, they'll make me unclean. And and God says to him, uh, No, the things that I have made. Basically, don't don't call the things that I made clean unclean. Now, by the way, there's there's some like non-Jewish guy coming to your house, so you you better better learn from this dream, and you better <laughs> you better mm -hmm. give this guy the gospel. Anyway, I really like John. Hmm. Probably out of any quotation we have from Jesus, this is this is my favorite hands down salvation verse, um, and it, it, I, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack from it. Is it okay if we unpack it? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we already discussed the door. Mm -hmm. One thing we haven't discussed is thieves and robbers. Because mm. isn't it weird that he's like, people that enter through me uh, are the saved ones. But by the way, like other people are like kind of like hopping in and out and like causing destruction. Mm. What's up with that? Is, is that, uh, are we supposed to take that as a literal thing? And in a sense I do. Mm -hmm. um, all, all things work together for the good and glory of God. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. And I believe that there's people that are, are in and amongst the sheep mm -hmm. who cause death and destruction and robbery. Mm -hmm. uh, I could probably name half of these uh, like word of faith uh, pastors uh, and be like, you know, these guys, they're, they're robbing you. They that were old cough. <laughs> that's, that's one of them, but <laughs> they are robbing you. They are robbing you of your joy, of, of the true message and gospel of Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, they are killing your spirit. They are, like, pulling Pol you away. I was going to say polluting. 
they, they are polluting. Polluting your spirit. And it's it's to the point where now it's there's a lot of Christianity that doesn't know uh, the actual gospel. Yeah, it's it's been like somehow hidden from them because uh-huh. it's all about oh you know you're good how you are and, you know Jesus. Uh, you're little God, so just be like Jesus. Yeah, just a bunch of bunch of junk. Don't believe it, folks. Um, there's bad people, but Jesus is the gatekeeper, and he provides life. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to take life too, you know, that's in in God the Father's good pleasure. Uh, people have uh, died. Uh, Stephen the, uh, the martyr. The martyr. Yeah. Um, he died, and it was God's good pleasure. Stoned to death, if I recall. In, in spite of him being, yeah, like, killed kind of in one of the most awful ways I can think of. It's just out on the street, a bunch of people hucking rocks at you uh, until you die. And yet, in that, he's like, I, I can see Jesus on the right hand of the of the Father. I, uh, and, you know, God was able to, like, take him out of this, like, horrible situation that he was dying in and be like, don't worry, man, I got you covered. Um, so the fact that there's thieves and murderers and wolves, in some sense, uh, it's it's all for demonstrating the glory of God. Um, and now, and I think how narrow the gate is too. The uh, the gate I believe to be very narrow, but I I'm not the gatekeeper. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you or the audience if there are anyone. Any people that listen to this, <laughs> I can't tell you uh, what what the gate is. I can just tell you uh, how to get through it. Um, how to get through the gate? I can tell you what what the Bible seems to say about it. Hmm. Um, hopefully, I can help you through it. We'll see. Only by the grace of God. Um, yeah. So that's some of the stuff. Now there is so much. Uh, mm-hmm. There, I've gone through a couple lists just from different sites, and it's like. Here's 100 verses, here's 80 verses. Now, if, if I want to back up my own claim with the uh, grace by faith, let me let me double double check the, the verse there so I can I can make sure I I tell everyone the right right one. Surely have this verse memorized. I, I I literally come across this verse like every other week. I'm I'm, I'm pulling it out and uh, I still still can't remember Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace you are saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. Or other verses say, it is not your work. Oh, ha, not from yourselves. Let's stick with that, because in a second, it is a gift from God, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time, so that we should walk in them. So that's uh, that's Paul's summary. Mm-hmm. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. So that's some of what the Bible says about salvation. We can go through more. It's uh, yeah, yeah. We we can move on to other things though. Uh, maybe maybe in on Facebook I will post a more exhaustive list that mm. people can go through. There's so many other things, so many other facets. Uh, that I can discuss, and I don't know how to do them all within an hour. <laughs> um, there's a lot. So what the Bible says about salvation, 
And, oh, you know what? We could, uh, okay, for lack of a direct verse, a rich guy comes up to Jesus and is like, how can I be saved? Uh, I wouldn't mind some of that. And Jesus said, well, give up everything that you have. Sell everything, give it to the poor, and then uh, come follow me. And he basically walks away like... Perplexed. Very troubled, <laughs> very perplexed, going like... That's not what I, I wanted. To do that. Now, I don't believe that Jesus is saying, every single person ever, sell mm-hmm. everything that you have, and... It was uh, relevant to that rich guy, specifically. Yeah, because yeah. he probably thought that he could go up to Jesus and say, like, how much for salvation? Mm-hmm. Uh, the point was... Uh, there is no salvation outside Jesus. And for him, just like, uh, you know, if uh, your hand causes you to sin, chop it off, your eye, pluck it out, his thing was money. So Jesus is like, you better get rid of that money because it's going to, it's going to lead you away from salvation. You're going to think you can, you can use your money to solve all your problems. Mm -hmm. It's also one of those things too, where it really shows how serious he was or wasn't. Because, you know, if he really wanted salvation, then he would have sold his stuff. Yeah, like, I think so. And, well, we don't know what happened to him either. He, he walked away troubled. Maybe a week later, he's like, hey, Jesus, I sold all my stuff. <laughs> like, we don't know. Yeah. And there, I think there's so much in the Bible that is glossed over for the sake of, of sharing the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus. Um, as, as that one verse says, if, if everything Jesus did was written down... We wouldn't have enough books to fill it. Isn't that a get, verse get, Guess somewhere? where it is. Guess what? John. Is that in John? That's in John. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so we got some ideas about the Bible and what it says about salvation. Now, I got a, I got a fun thing because I, I have an analogy that I want to get to. But first, okay. Uh, so when we talk about salvation, uh, what what do you think about? Like in 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 the general term of like being saved and not necessarily in the Christian context, like. I can only think of it in a Christian context. No, but I, I, I don't mean the act of salvation through Jesus, but like, what is being saved? Well, I would think of it like being saved from death. You know, like if you're in a burning building, you're saved by firemen in the fire. If you're drowning in the water, you're saved by, you know, a boat. So a lot of it would probably be either saved by from death or like saved from excessive pain or some negative thing hmm. now it's funny that your first example was a burning building because that's all i could think of hmm. and i think it's so apt based on the descriptions that jesus and the apostles and even the old testament mm-hmm. uh, prophets and writers says like hell is is fire it is death it is mm-hmm. destruction um and yeah i think salvation like, people think, oh, you know, I got saved because I, I converted to Christianity. I don't think you convert to Christianity. I think you are saved and you are a Christian. Because hmm. uh, converting just sounds like... It's like you were a meat eater yeah, and now yeah. you're a vegetarian and it's not yeah, that like much of a life change. Yeah, you just decided to do something different. And salvation is different. Salvation is realizing that you are in the top floor of a burning building. Yeah, it's life or death. And... If you stay in there, you die. If you jump out, you die. Everything is death unless you call it, like you were saying, to the fireman. You say, fireman, I need you. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you to gotta save me. And 
I was just like, I was chewing on that for a little bit and going like, that that is what salvation is. It's not going like, yeah, I'm a Christian now. No, it's going, I am saved because of Jesus. It's one of those things too where if there's no difference between who you were before you're a Christian and the way you are now, then you're probably not really a Christian. Yeah, like... Do you know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. Like... I think that's because, it's a dangerous thing to say, though, because yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. don't know what's well, going on I just mean, like, heart. if you're saved mm-hmm. and you appreciate being saved from death and all of that, then I would think you would live a certain way that's different from how you were before. Yeah, I, I think so. But, uh, I mean, as long as we don't use that for, like, criteria, you see someone, you're no, like, oh, no, there's no. no way they're saved. No, like, no, no. Like, the, the dude that was hanging beside Jesus, well, there's two dudes, and one guy's like, Jesus is like, ha, look at you on the cross. The other guy's like, hey, like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't belong here. And Jesus said, well, you're going to be with me in paradise. Yeah. And uh, uh, depending on how you want to interpret that, some people say that's like just the holding place and Jesus went there and they were there together. But I believe that guy was saved. Yeah. In, in spite of him being probably a pretty awful guy. Like, I don't think he was just, like, caught stealing. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure you had to do something to be on a cross. Yeah, like... Yeah, I don't think that's a light punishment. Like, the Romans are just like, yeah, I guess we could just put a couple people on But who knows? Maybe they did. Well, I I think there were certainly some, like, sadists. But, I mean, they had other torture punishments that I'm sure that they would prefer to, like, inflict pain than they would be to kill someone. Um, Hmm. I'm not a Roman. I don't know. Maybe maybe they just loved, I guess some of them loved killing. I mean, you got to be a pretty sick person to, like want to be like the guards that were beating people and killing them like i could i could Creating never be the a, person that a crown of thorns to squish on yeah, someone's like, head can you imagine the thought process of that right like someone yeah. someone's like hey you know what if you're gonna call yourself a king and he looks around and he sees like a bunch of like like awful thorns two and, three inch long thorns yeah he's just like you know what would be great if we if we yeah kind of converted this into like a little hat crown structure and we just like embedded it into a skull like let alone you know nailing yourself to a cross like that's also a whole other well i don't think anyone nailed themselves other people did you know what i mean though it'd be really weird if (laughs) someone did it to themselves apparently the nails they say were six inches long Hmm. which is interesting because then you have uh no not six oh would you say nine yes because of the band yes Okay, because that's going to make a, a joke. Yeah, by it the is. They out. say that it was nine inches. And then mm. that's kind of why people are like, nine inch nails are blasphemous for a variety of reasons, but that in particular. Yeah, I mean, I, just like I would judge a Christian, I'd say you don't need the title to be blasphemous because their character speaks for themselves. Well, I mean, there's also music, like if you see their music videos, um, there's one where they have a monkey in the crucifix position on like a cross. Mm. Among other things. Well, again, uh, their character speaks yeah. more than their name, but uh, alas. But anyway, so yeah, I think I think we've established thinking that salvation is like you are being saved by something destructive, mm-hmm. and um, we would say biblical terms would be uh, it is like the death after death, mm-hmm. uh, which. You know, whether or not you believe in annihilationism or you believe in uh, eternal punishment. punishment. You're still being saved from something. Yeah. Uh, salvation is something that is 
so important because either one of those things is pretty awful. Like, just think about all all the times that people die and they're they're terrified of dying, mm-hmm. right? The the general human natural position is to not want to die, right? You want to want to live. And, Typically. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the like that is the usual. Uh, some would argue healthy position to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So salvation is important. Like, it's not it's not a decision of like I am going to follow Jesus. It is I need to be saved, and Jesus is the only way. And now I will follow him. Yeah, I will follow him. Yeah, you need that um, that piece. And I will follow him. Yeah, because now now you can. You're not you're not going to die because obviously Jesus is eternal. You can't follow him if you're going to die doesn't happen and Jesus is life mm-hmm. he says I'm the way the truth and the life and then also no man comes to the father except through the son which was him mm-hmm. in fact he might have said through me not yeah, the son he does but say he that. is the son so uh, it's it's correct either way I feel yeah um this is getting me to think about the bible project mm. and how so for those who don't know the bible project is a youtube uh series i guess um and it's two guys who make videos well it's a lot of guys but two Uh, and probably girls too but two of them that are the main they make um like like, animated shorts yeah animated shorts of biblical concepts and um they're like pretty short anyway a lot of the issues that people have with them in particular is that they seem to deny or at least very much downplay the significance of substitution Mm. and i guess i was curious what you think of like the seriousness of ignoring that aspect of salvation yeah i think so should i clarify what i mean by substitution Uh, no i I know i know what you mean i'm like for other people though oh sure okay so i basically just mean that um jesus's death is substituted for us and in doing that he takes the wrath that god would justly give to us yes so it's this propitiation yeah so that that concept of uh wrath being important yeah so the bible project so for context for me uh i i've came across when I started watching them quite a bit and I always got like kind of like you really really liked them for a while like I did but, but I uh, but I still like I felt like some of the ways that they would say things always like they seemed a little fishy but I was able to look or past like, it because it wasn't like too erroneous but there was something that was like mm, I probably wouldn't say it that way but maybe yeah I mean, part of it, too, is one of the main guys has a PhD in some biblical thing, so there's this expectation that, like, oh, he knows what he's talking about, but... Well, most of the time, most of the time I'd say he was pretty good, hmm. but, you know, some of the time he would say something, you'd be like, ah, Yeah, I felt I like that know, I don't know quite that. a bit, actually. Um, and I, I would certainly say that there... Almost like the, the sin of omission, mm-hmm. in, in a sense, where a lot of the things that he said were great, but some of the things that he didn't say was important. That yep. So, I, I don't think it's an awful thing, but I think, well, I, I think there's some opinions in there that I disagree with, um, that seem to be like, 
extrapolated from 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 the Bible. So rather than extracted and use it's like taken then like stretched past. Yeah, so and when you say in there you mean in the Bible project specifically? Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like there's there's this idea that they talk about but then they go a little bit too far. Yeah, like a couple steps past where you can say, well you see it says this in the Bible. Yeah. Instead they say well, it says these things in the Bible. From that, we know we know this, this, and this. Even though yeah, what we know these. Two what steps they're saying isn't it. actually what might have been said in the Bible. Yeah. They just kind of jump into that. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things where you can't say that they're necessarily wrong, yeah. but there's no way to know that they're right to, either. Yeah, to prove. Yeah. It's like trying to prove exactly a negative so. or whatever. Yeah. So, so I, I think they're maybe a little dangerous in mm-hmm. that sense, but. I really like their, their summaries of the books of the Bible. Those mm-hmm. are good. But, uh, yeah, in terms of, like, salvation things, like, they, they certainly talked about redemption mm-hmm. as a main theme in the Bible. And Jesus is the Redeemer. I think I think we would certainly agree with him, and he would say that Jesus is the only way. But, I mean, on the flip side, I don't think the, the Bible project is meant to be a salvation tool. I think it's meant mm-hmm. to be more of a teaching tool. And there's certainly things you can extract from it, but, uh, I mean, my caution would be... I just um, mean, though, like, what do you think, though, of the wrath aspect in general? Not necessarily uh, due to the Bible project. So, I think the wrath is important because that's Genesis. That's, like, Mm -hmm. Genesis uh, 1, 2, 3, or 4. And isn't it, like, 2, it's pretty hard to be redeemed if there's no wrath because what are you being redeemed from? Yeah, like, a lot of people want to say... Uh, God is love, which mm-hmm. is true, but love comes at a cost, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it's love and sinlessness, mm-hmm. right? God is not sinful. There's no sin in God. So even though God loves us, God has to deal with sin. That's that's his nature. He, yeah. can't, he can't just be like, oh, well, you know, I can, that's fine. Something needs to be done about death and destruction and hatred and all the things that are uh, opposed to God's creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, something needs to be done. And uh, uh, Rufus is snoring, so enjoy the peace of a sleepy dog. But, uh, yeah, there's... I mean, just like if, if someone murders your neighbor, you would expect the police to come and take the man who murdered your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You would expect that. I think that's a totally reasonable thing. Uh, and of course, everyone says, "Well, I didn't murder anyone." But I mean, Jesus said, "If if you if you do it in your heart, if you do basically any anything in uh, I'll say the uh, the Pentateuch, the first five books that where God says, "Don't do this." If you do those things, if you think about doing those things, if you plan on doing it and then change your mind, you did it. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's it and and that's to say like god's standard is is perfect um he demands perfection of course that's not what human beings are we are we're messy we are fuzzy uh we're not good with doing the things that are right and true and uh that glorify god Mm -hmm. that's like against our nature and because of that there's wrath Mm -hmm. um like some people would say oh it's because we we ate a fruit and that did something to us. But I would say it's that we disobeyed. I was gonna say it wasn't that. It wasn't yeah. even the fact that 
they ate the fruit is the fact that that was the one thing they were told not to do and they did it anyway. I'd be amused if it was Mandrake. <laughs> if uh, that was we were looking into this uh, it's, it's side topic. We it's might cut it's funny though. No, we should keep it in. It's funny. Um, so I believe it was Jacob and his two wives. I'm gonna... Yes. Yes, it was. And uh, so anyway, um, so I think there was like the one eight wife or nine kids had a bunch of kids point. and Rachel. Um, Rachel hadn't had and any and Leah. Yeah, Rachel was barren at this point. I believe so. Yeah. And anyway, so one of them found a bunch of mandrakes. So Leah. So Aaron and I, of course, are was like, it Leah? Was it Rachel? Anyway, one of the kids yes. found a bunch of mandrakes. Oh no, one of the. Oh yeah, it was one it of the was, kids. Yeah. And anyway, so we were like, what the heck's a mandrake? Like, yeah, because at this point, uh, I can't remember which wife it was, but the one wife was like, I'll trade you all these mandrakes and... So, so I can go bone Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically prostituted, you know, Jacob out. Yeah, we're like, hey, that's like, these must be pretty good fruit. You yeah, know? we're like, if, what if is the this? the value of like having sex is uh, one of these mandrakes. Um, yeah, so, so I looked it up, Aaron looked it up too. And it's like, it's a poisonous fruit that's like a hallucinogen. Yeah, and it's supposed to, um, it was believed to increase your fertility. And it was a very, very rare fruit. And so it had a lot of value. Now, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this back to like an episode or two ago. Every perversion of God ends up in weird sex stuff. Yep. Every perversion. I, I don't know why. Yeah, and so, like, the, the point here is instead of, you know, trusting God that, you know, Rachel would have a kid, um, that she was trying to use mandrakes to increase her fertility. And the other wife was just, just as deceptive, knowing, like, oh, yeah, she really wants to have a baby. Well, yeah. tell you what, uh, you gotta give, give me... Give me some of those mandrakes, yeah. woman. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Life is weird. Anyway... Um, so wrath is like Old Testament, mm-hmm. and that wrath has always had to be dealt with, and God went, you need to cover, mm-hmm. cover the things that you did. And I think it's also in the New Testament too, but in a different form. Uh, like sacrifice? Wrath in terms of Jesus taking the wrath, Correct. so that we don't have to do, you know, lamb sacrifices or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's also a fun thing, so we need to cover our sin... Just like, we were like, hey, we're naked. And God's like, you got to cover yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, hey, you killed someone. You need to sacrifice this animal so the blood covers that sin. But on the flip side, just as like a food for thought thing, uh, was it Moses that was like, hey, God, I, I really want to see you. So other Moses or Abraham. I think it was Moses. And God's like, okay, well, I'm going to cover myself with my hand and walk by and you can see yeah, my sure hind that was Moses. like the back of me uh because if, if i look straight at you you're gonna die mm-hmm. um like you're barely dealing with this like being in front of a burning bush you're like you had to take off your shoes and you know it's a, it's a real thing if if we look at each other you're gonna die <laughs> um so i'm going to cover you mm-hmm. so i can walk by yeah I mean, j- just just a thought. Maybe maybe do a word study on uh, all the different coverings in the Bible. Like, I believe there's a verse that said, like, a woman's hair is her covering. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's other stuff, too. Anyway, coverings, really interesting word study. 
I haven't even really thought about it until now, and I'm just like, that seems really interesting. <laughs> so at some point, I'm going to just read up on coverings. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so God is all about... Wait, do you think, like, if, if God were a sweeping house, that he would lift up a rug to cover a little bit of dirt and sweep some dirt under it? <laughs> That's a joke. He wouldn't do that. That's prom- Is that blasphemous? That could be. I don't okay. know. Sorry, God. Um, but I thought you were going to ask, like, a serious question, and then there you go, like... But coverings are important, mm-hmm. and Jesus is our covering. Mm-hmm. So when God looks at us, when we are saved, he... He's looking at us, but he sees the covering of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, you're good. You can come in. Uh, I accept you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know where, where to go from there. No. Um, anyway, wrath. Uh, it's important, and God's solution is always to cover, to like counter the thing. So I guess he wouldn't sweep something under rug, because mm-hmm. the covering is a, a counter it's uh, like a, a way to cleanse or protect. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. And that, that, that's all through the Old Testament. That's all through the New Testament. It's, it's nothing new. Nothing changed about God's methods. Uh, I don't think God changes his mind about what is salvation and um, how to obtain it. So now we've talked. We've talked about some quotes about salvation. And uh, we talked about what it is to be saved. Mm-hmm. We have talked about wrath, uh, perpetuation, perpit, perpit, no, <laughs> part, pre, uh, that word. Oh, it's, it's such a weird word. Like, who came up with that word? Why couldn't they come up with a an the, easier a word? A theologian probably came yeah, up with that Yeah, what a bunch word. of nerds. Jeez. <laughs> um, but the most important part about this particular podcast i think is how are you saved Mm -hmm. what do you think you're looking at me so intently (laughs) uh accepting jesus what does that mean that you believe that he for you and is your covering but what else so when you accept you so when you accept a person so you accept me what does that mean to accept me because that, that'll help you figure out what accepting Jesus is. In, in a way that I'm not Jesus. I'm not comparing with... Yeah, I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't know. Okay. So, um, here's the thing. Uh, you start a new job. Mm-hmm. And someone comes up, to you, comes up to you and they say, I'm your boss. And you accept that. Because they're your boss. Mm-hmm. And it's how it is. And Jesus, you're accepting him... Um, not just because of death, but because of resurrection, mm-hmm. and that he is king. Yes. Right? You're you're accepting him as, like, a role, right? Like, he is the king and savior. Mm-hmm. Um, he did what you could not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And while we're talking about that, because I think that's a great segue, there is nothing you can do. You cannot, you know, take a... Uh, what would it call like a not a flay, but you can't like whip your back enough times to be saved. Mm-hmm. You cannot do the right yoga position pay to enough be saved. You cannot pay enough tithe. You cannot go to church enough. Kiss enough rings. You cannot kiss enough rings. You cannot do enough sacraments. You cannot do anything 
ever to somehow win salvation. That is impossible. Does it also say somewhere that it's a free gift? It is a free gift, yes. Yeah. Uh, I bet we could look that up and have a <laughs> um, thing on that. But yes, it is a gift. In fact, uh, this is really interesting because... So the three times I, I, I heard the, the shepherd in, in John. So first of all, you and I were going through John last month. And we came across that and I was like, huh. Did we? Yeah. Oh. There was a church I was investigating, which... I didn't actually appreciate any of the preaching. It was it was 40 minutes of going like, is this guy done yet? But he did it on Jesus being the good shepherd. And then Justin Peters, who um, I really like him. If, if you really don't know who Justin Peters is, look him up on YouTube. Um, I really enjoy his teaching. That's an aside. He, uh, actually a couple days after, I was like, hey, you know what our podcast could be on? It could be on salvation. And he does this on the Good Shepherd. Hmm. And uh, what's interesting is at the end, uh, he goes on to say that we are love gifts for God. Basically, like, for himself. I think he worded it as, uh, uh, we are the gifts from God to Jesus, or maybe it's the opposite, but, I mean, ultimately, the uh, same where uh, we, there's nothing we can do uh, other than like humbly ask to be one of these gifts and to like and that is of course the uh salvation through jesus isn't um, that also kind of parallel to creation right humanity and everything was created it's all for god's pleasure yeah it's uh some people so one of the things that the bible project teaches which kind of bothers me um is that god wants us so we can be uh like um, what what is it? They, they they use a very particular word uh, in in partnership with God, so we can like rule over uh, heaven and earth and stuff. Hmm. Um, it's like you know because God wants partners. No, God no. God does not need us. Yeah. He he made us so he can have pleasure in the things that he made. That's also why I don't think there's um, other planets with equivalent humanity on them. Uh, well, I mean, based on today's technology, we'll never know. Uh, but maybe in the future, uh, we'll be able to explore, and at the very least, explore this vast creation that was just made because God felt like making it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty cool to think that everything that's here is because God thought it was good, right? After each day in creation, is like, did this and it was good and I like it. It, gave, it, it was some, very good. Uh, uh, some days, uh, I believe, with the creation of humanity, I thought it was, it was all very good. good. No, it's, uh, it was good. It was good and it was very good. In fact, there's one day that some translations uh, don't have it was good. At the that end the um, in the Septuagint, it has good in every day. It, it sure does. I, I know how much you love the Septuagint, but. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I've had like a bunch of thoughts that I'm trying to like... Weave together? Yeah, weave together and, and tie off. Um, but yeah, there's nothing you can do. We are... Oh yeah, you're, um, you're uh, Jordan Peterson. Uh, Justin. Justin. Justin Peters. <laughs> uh, so Jordan Peterson, yeah, of course, brain. is uh, the Toronto prof guy. I get them mixed up too because the names are just so just similar, similar enough. Uh, but totally different people. Totally different. They're probably opposite sides probably. of uh, 
a lot of things. Anyway, I think Rufus tooted. <laughs> um, so Thanks are, for that. <laughs> we are pleasurable gifts that God has made for himself. He's just like, man, I, I just love these things so much that some of these I want forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people will be like, oh, you know, if is there predestination? And if so, does, is God not, not care about people? I don't care about that. I'm not, I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm not the guy who decides uh, why God saves people and why he doesn't. It's none of my business. In fact, another amusing thing that I, I uh, was reading, uh, well, actually, no, I, I wasn't reading it. I, I watched a clip, and uh, it was a quotation from Habakkuk. Mm. And basically, uh, Habakkuk's like, hey, God, why is all this stuff happening? And he's like, you know, I'm going to tell you, but you're not going to believe it. It's, it's, it's too wild. And this is actually, I think, just as... Uh, uh, maybe one of the destructions of uh, Jerusalem or one of the exiles. Uh, but anyway, uh, what's amusing about that is, you know, think about all the times you say, God, why is this going on? And it's, it's, it's too fantastic. It's too, like, weird. It's too crazy mm-hmm. for us to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, if God told you, here's, here's my plan, you'd be like, what? It's like the dude in It's Always Sunny. <laughs> With, like, the red wire. Oh, yeah, and he's, his... like, smoking, drinking, like, five cups of coffee and, like, pointing at this, like... Pointing out the plan. Big, big nest of plans that's all, of course, Interconnected. Um, but, yeah, it's just... You wouldn't believe. And, like, it... None of God's plans would make sense, but they are all for the glory of mm-hmm. God. Because he's got... We, we can keep track of... In, in a day, I can keep track of... I gotta eat, I gotta work... Uh, I gotta feed my dogs, and I need to spend time with you. <laughs> I can track those things pretty well, and that's that's about it. May, I might be able to keep in mind of like a couple people that I was like, yeah, I should probably call them. Or, or a talk. couple 10 p.m. meetings. Yeah, a couple of those. Um, but like, that's about all I can track. So, could you imagine God saying, "I'm holding on to all creation in my hand, and by the way, here's my plan." Yeah. Like, kind of reminds me. Who are um, you? <laughs> there's the. Bruce Almighty movie. Ugh. I know. Now that I think about it, as like a thirty-year-old, that movie's pretty terrible. But um, there's like that part where he can't handle all the prayer requests, so it's always like <laughs> put them into email, and then it's crazy, yes and like then that. put them in file cabinets or whatever, and then it's crazy, and so then he finally just grants every prayer request, and obviously that doesn't bode well for him, but. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's like that whole human mind unable to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that right. also could be why uh, people have trouble comprehending salvation, too. Because it's yeah. such a, not a... I'm trying to think of the word. But, yeah. Like a foreign idea, kind yeah. of. Like I said, like, I think salvation is... It's very plain. So uh, there's Jesus that said, like... And by plain, you mean clear. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, But Jesus says, like, um, confess my name and believe and you're saved. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think about the the thief who's like, Jesus, uh, he's basically saying, like, Jesus is sinful and he doesn't doesn't belong here. And immediately God, or God, Jesus, is like, saved. 
Mm-hmm. Like, the, there's no there's no formula. I've always uh, I've always hated the idea of like, oh, pray the sinner's prayer. <laughs> there's no prayer you can do that's gonna save you. Yeah. Like God, God answers the prayers. That of... might be why I also hate altar calls, because again, it's that like. Yeah, like there's no one that's gonna pray over you, and you're all of a sudden gonna go, oh, finally I'm saved because this guy prayed over. No, confess Jesus is Lord, believe in Him, saved. Mm-hmm. Now there's some verses that say be baptized, but I think that they are prefaced uh, only a couple verses back by like I'm I'm sending the Holy Spirit. Uh, John baptized with water. I baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now go out, go out and baptize people uh, to basically confess that Jesus is Lord, Jesus is the King, the Kingdom's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's no there's no complexity, but I probably one of the hardest things that anyone is ever gonna do. I guess because like most of the time, it's a free gift, but a lot of times in life, valuable things aren't free. So maybe people have a hard time wrapping their head around like, this is free. How could this ever be free? I must be suspicious of this, hmm. you know. And so maybe they try to add all these other complex layers onto it that don't need to be there another thing with a free gift is even if the gift is for everyone a gift is, has no value unless you open it unless you accept that gift mm-hmm. um so a lot of people will be like well you see it says uh you know jesus died for all the gift was for everyone yeah the gift was go, go get the gift then. but you gotta accept the gift yeah yeah um yeah I would really be interested in doing an episode on the, like, heresies of Rob Bell. <laughs> oh, there's... Er, oh, I mean, you could probably go through an infinite list of the heresies of X, Y... And Specifically Z. Rob Bell, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. I don't know. Yeah, so salvation. There's no formula that you can do. I guess is the most important part. Jesus... Die. Well, I mean, the formula is really simple. It's literally what you just said. Yeah, Except but, but I mean, like, it's it's and, not of of a person. Like, no person just out of the blue can be like, uh, yeah, like, uh, salvation, like, it's... Well, they still have to accept. So the formula yes. is accepting. Yes. Like, end of story. It's not a complicated thing. Yeah. And one thing, so I'm going to bring this up, because I used to, I, I have different opinions about this now. But I used to say, and I think I was wrong, and I'm going to stand by that for now, is uh, I'd be like, oh yeah, well what about uh, people in the most remote island mm. who have never heard Jesus, never will, what does God do with them? Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, well, if whatever inkling they have of God, uh, they, they believe and trust, that's good enough. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I think there's two problems with that argument. So one is... It's, like, completely theoretical. Mm-hmm. I don't know this island. I've never been to this island. Mm-hmm. I'm not a traveling man. I'm not a missionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the issue I have with that is, aren't we told to evangelize, right? Yeah, exactly. So that alone should be enough to know, okay, it is up to you and the missionaries and whatever to go to these remote areas because they have no hope otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you wouldn't be told to, to go out. And I believe God sends people. Uh, I can I can think of a lot of examples in the Bible where 
people were just going somewhere, not with any particular, any agenda going there. Mm-hmm. They run into someone, and at that point, they feel God going like, hey, you better go talk to this person. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking of, I think this was actually Stephen. So, back to Stephen the martyr. He's uh, walking along the road, and he hears, like, some Ethiopian Ethiopian guy uh, reading from, I think it was Isaiah. And he's just like, he goes up to him, he's like, hey, do you know what you're reading? And the guy's like, well, how would I know if no one teaches me? Mm-hmm. So, you know, then it's like, cool. You know, people will call that divine appointment, which, yeah, I think happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think th- this mystical island that has no human contact... Uh, whatsoever is a fictional fictional place. It doesn't exist. And like exist. for all we know, their god inkling is like multiple pagan gods. Yeah, like, like there's only one god. The whole issue again is not every road leads to yes the narrow gate. Yeah, so. and I mean, people tell me in today's day and age, we are basically six human beings apart from any other human mm, on the, the planet. six degrees thing I, i've heard that i don't know how true it is but if it is true then you don't have to go all the way across the world um to preach the good news jesus died resurrected as king and his kingdom's coming mm-hmm. uh, you you don't have to travel the world you you give it to the people near you, the, the places that you are, and the idea, of course, of the, the Great Commission is that we reproduce Christianity, mm-hmm. that we can pass it along, and uh, as long as, especially now that we have the Bible in print, we have, a, like, in a sense, a reference manual, mm-hmm. uh, that we can say pretty confidently that when we transmit it, that, that it is Christianity. Now, of course, I say that, but, I mean, there's so much corruption in in the church mm-hmm. uh, which i mean isn't specific to the church there's corruption everywhere yeah you, you don't need a church for that um but there is a corrupted word and corrupted preachers and corrupted communities um but it's up to us preach the good word hmm. the good news jesus died resurrected covered your sins because of that he's king his kingdom's coming feel like I need to give an amen. <laughs> uh, sure. Give me one. Well, I just did. Do it one more time. Amen. There you go. You know what amen, mean? uh, amen means. Huh? What? You know what amen means. What? means God's will be done. Hmm. 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 So. Are your thoughts the same as before? Because you said at the beginning maybe our thoughts would change. Maybe, but uh, I, I feel... Very confident, in fact, more confident than when we started. That there's nothing you can do other than believe, and God will do the rest. Mm-hmm. In fact, He already has. Well, the one question we didn't really answer, I guess, is how do you know that you're saved? If you question it, then are you? Mm-hmm. If you don't believe, yeah. then how can you believe? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Maybe not so much how do you know that you're saved, but how do you know that you'll go to heaven when you die? Maybe is another way to word it. Well, because we trust in the resurrection. Yeah, like you trust in that. You trust. Do you, yeah, like yeah. A, a core thing that you have to believe mm-hmm. is Jesus was res- resurrected. He is not bound by mm-hmm. death because yep. he is son of God. Yep. He is God. And he has so basically, the authority. If you believe one thing, then you got to believe the other thing, too. 
correct. Yeah. Like, uh, it goes hand in hand. So if you believe that Jesus was just a good prophet and that's good enough for your salvation, it is not. That is the wrong Jesus. Yep. You have been, uh, uh, you have been misled. Yep. And if that's what you want to continue to believe, then I'm not your boss. Mm. <laughs> but uh, salvation only through Jesus, mm. through his grace, and by our faith, that we have belief in the resurrection into the kingdom of God. Mm. That's all I got. Well, I think it's time for some cake. Mm. All right. Well, uh, for all you friends that are listening, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you weren't sure about your salvation, uh, hopefully you, you can be now. And if you want to ask questions about what we believe or about salvation, we've got the Facebook group. If you know us personally, you can contact us too. Mm-hmm. And we would love to talk to you. Mm. So that is all we have. Mm. Have a lovely rest of your day, or, evening, or, or morning. Or, or night. Or, or yeah. morning. W- whatever time you're listening to this, I hope... <laughs> That you have uh, been nourished in your spirit. Hmm. Bye. Bye.